Hello everybody, how you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today we're going to move a little bit into psychology and then mix it with philosophy. So I'm looking at an article right now called How to Outsmart Decision Fatigue by Heidi Zwart, and it's from Better You. So I posted this on LinkedIn, I found it on LinkedIn. It's a quick read, I think it's a really good read, and we're going to def- define decision fatigue, then I'm going to give a suggestion, and I think over the next couple of days we might return to this article. So if you're someone who deals with decision fatigue, I'll define it in a second. Maybe the next couple of days will be especially helpful. So according to the article, decision fatigue is a term coined by social psychologist Roy Baumeister, who describes it as what you experience after a long session of decision making, which results in low self-control and willpower. In short, your brain is tired. When this occurs, your brain will automatically default to the easiest decision, often a habit. That allows your brain to rest. Unfortunately, the easiest choice isn't the healthiest choice or one that leads you in the direction you'd like your life to go. Knowing how to outsmart decision fatigue makes it easier to build good habits that lead toward more holistic well-being. So the article has a few suggestions. Like I said, we'll get to them over the next couple days. The one I'm going to go with today, because when I started reading this, I was immediately reminded of Epictetus, right? Because he, with his students kind of crafted, I think, a lot of different strategies to get over decision fatigue, right? So the first one he mentions that I, that, you know, that I thought of here is he told them to first thing in the morning, we should go over in advance what we have to do during the day and decide on the ideas that will guide us. So I was immediately kind of brought to this idea or this suggestion from Epictetus because one, I practice this, right? I, I know I may have mentioned this. I really am big on to-do lists. I'm back on my post-it notes game again. And that really is how I practice this idea from Epictetus. And I know I mentioned recently to the ABC method I've been employing from the book Next Job, Best Job by Rob Barnett, which I recommend very highly. And that's where to prioritize the day, right? So it's A, these are things I have to get done first and the things that require the most attention. Then after I do my A tasks, I could do my B tasks. And maybe let's say on a really productive day, you might get to a couple lists of that way, right? Or let's say you might be able to eliminate all your A's, all your B's, and then you make another list. And the C tasks are the ones that might be on your mind that you really should avoid for the day. Like they're not necessary for that day. And maybe a C can become a B, in which case, of course, it's a little different. But ultimately, it's not only a way of saying, what am I going to do today? It's a way of saying, what's essential? What can I do first? What can wait? And what shouldn't be done today? So not to get off topic, I think that's relevant to this conversation. Epictetus is telling us essentially to make a to-do list, right? And I like how he's saying first thing. So one of the things that the article mentions about decision fatigue is to eliminate early decisions. And it says, ever wonder why Steve Jobs wore the same outfit every day? It's a good question, right? Um, By eliminating the morning decision of what to wear, he preserved brain power for more important decisions he faced later in the day. Filling the early hours of your day with routine or habits is an effective way to outsmart decision fatigue. This might mean waking up at the same time, having the same breakfast, or simplifying your wardrobe. So what I like about the Epictetus is he's saying, first thing. So right away, we have our number one thing. You wake up, and again, maybe it's like the first thoughtful thing. So maybe you wake up, you make your bed, and then you just sit for a couple minutes with a pen and paper, I'd suggest, and try to do what he's saying here. In advance, go over what you want to do during the day, what you have to do, your obligations. Right? So these could be internal obligations. For me, I need to work out, or external obligations. I have to answer those emails. Either way, it's first. 
And I think that's significant, right? Because it's giving us, again, a starting point for the day. And one more point, too, here with Epictetus, right? We always want to apply these things with self-scrutiny. We want to examine ourselves and, and, and kind of give ourselves directions for the day or directives, let's say, maybe is a better word. And we want to do that with kindness. And I would also add with a little bit of, like, flexibility, right? So first thing, again, it could mean literally the first thing. You wake up. Before you even make your bed, you just grab the pen, grab the notebook, and ask this question, right? Because to me, this is a question. What should I do during the day today? How should I spend my attention? That's a great question today. How should I spend my time? How could I spend my attention, right? Maybe it's first, again, first thing when you're actually awake. For me, I don't wake up awake. I have to walk around, brush my teeth, get some coffee. So for me, I get my coffee, I sit down at a desk, and this is usually how I start my day. Then in addition to listing the tasks, and I love this, we think about the ideas that will guide us, right? So it's not just enough to say, I want to answer the emails. We have to say, I want to answer them thoughtfully. I want to take my time with them. We have to have guiding principles in our lives, and then we have to return to those on a daily basis. And what better time than right at the start of the day and give ourselves that direction, right? So for me, again, we've talked about this. I've really been focusing on Festina Lente and trying to live that, especially with my nighttime work, usually I work a full day um, focusing on teaching and this and that. And then at night, I make my time from like 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. I try to be working in that time frame. So I try to be usually doing my dissertation. I might mix in a few other things, but I don't really check emails from 6 to 9. 6 to 9 is my usual dissertation time. So that's where I've really been trying to live Festina Lente where I'm taking my time with the research, I'm not rushing it, I'm kind of following a new process now that I deliberately created to make sure I'm taking my time creating good drafts of the initial chapters to then hopefully save me time when it comes to the revisions that I'll be working on with my advisors. So that is the guiding principle. When I say work on dissertation, and I say, for example, like work on dissertation, 60 minutes plus is usually what I write. I want to get at least an hour today. Um, that's a standard I have been able to hit consistently because it's low. So I feel good as long as it's an hour and it's usually more than that. So last night it was about two hours and it happened maybe half an hour around four o'clock. I had some time. I grabbed it then. And then at night, six to nine, I ended up doing a little bit of work on a couple other projects, but really got a good like hour, hour 15 in on the dissertation. So we have to have the principles to guide our actions. And for those of us, who maybe need to get going. We want to have something that will inspire that action, right? And then for me, for someone needs to slow down, take their time, not rush, I have the Festina Lente as a way, right? Again, for those of us maybe who missed that episode, Festina Lente basically means hurry slowly. The idea is that something done slowly the first time is something done well. You don't have to go back and correct it. You end up saving time, right? So that's been my guiding principle lately that's been helpful. So now that we have our principles, we have our tasks, and we have our first thing in the morning written down, we can turn to the page throughout the day instead of constantly asking ourselves, what's next? What else do I have to do today? And that's where decision fatigue happens, right? If we wake up and we don't have a first thing in the morning, maybe even a second and third thing, we wake up almost into an anxious state. Also, if we don't have a system to answer the question, right? So the question of what I'm going to do today can be anxiety-provoking, for sure, 
if or especially if we don't have a response ready to go, right? So if we know I'm going to wake up, I'm going to sit, I'm going to write down, I'm going to address the questions, how am I going to spend my attention, how am I going to spend my time, right? I have a system for that. So the system helps us deal with the anxiety. And then, well, let's say the initial anxiety of the morning, if we wake up into that. And then we use it as a tool for the rest of the day to keep alleviating the anxiety or preventing it, let's say, by giving us this kind of inner scorecard and this inner guide in the form of the notebook, which is an external tool, right? So it's a great way to kind of create an internal scorecard and a great way to know what's next so we don't fall into a space of constant planning, which is anxiety provoking. So hope these little strategies were helpful. We'll do more over the next couple of days. And uh, thank you for listening. Hope this was helpful. I'll talk to you soon.